Next Talk, sponsored by nexttalk.org, contains content of a mature nature. Parental guidance is advised. Welcome to Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim every Saturday at 10 a.m. on AM 630 The Word. Mandy is the author of Talk, and I'm the director of Next Talk, a nonprofit organization helping parents cyber parent. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find videos and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Today we're talking about sexual harassment and assault. Mm. Big topic. Yeah. Recently, there was a hashtag movement called Me Too. So how this worked was if, if a woman had been sexually assaulted or harassed, mm-hmm. they would write Me Too, hashtag Me Too. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they would elaborate, sometimes they would not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was scrolling through my Twitter feed, and I just, every time I saw one, I would just stop and pray for that person. I mean, that's a, that's a big thing yeah, sure is. to admit being sexually harassed or assaulted on Twitter. Social media it's a brave. is the, yeah, reality. It's like burying your soul, a lot of people on social media. It gives people that hidden outlet. And so I think we got to see maybe people who normally wouldn't have told anyone. People that I know, that yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. And, and it so saddened me. And then I thought, why couldn't, I mean, did it? How did it take a hashtag mm. for to have this conversation? Mm-hmm. You know, this national conversation that needs this needs to be a light. It needs to be brought out of the darkness. A light needs to be, you know, shine shown on it, mm-hmm. so that we can fix this problem. This is a problem. Yeah, I it's. I think this has given a platform yes. to a lot of women to know that they are not alone yeah. and that we have to start the conversation. And and I think, not that the conversation hasn't been started in the past, but it's ongoing. Yeah. Like this problem isn't going away. Yeah. So maybe that's more what it is. It's, you know, it comes in these waves when uh, people who are famous or something happens and it comes in this wave where we shine the light on it for a moment and then it gets buried again. And yeah. I think the idea is that this needs to be an ongoing conversation in our families so that we're preparing our kids that this is a part of our world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the first thing I thought of, Kim, when I when I saw it, uh-huh. when I saw all these Me Too posts, I just went to, oh, my gosh. I don't ever want to raise a boy who would disrespect a girl. Mm -hmm. That was my first thought. Mm -hmm. You know, I got a boy. He's 10 years old. um, And he notices girls now. And and I got to be talking to him. Um, Did a lot of research on my book in this issue. You know, like, because our boys are visual and they do notice things. So, you know, where is that balance of saying females are beautiful but mm-hmm. but there's this line of disrespect mm-hmm. that we have to so talk about when they're itty bitty i mean i started this conversation with my son when he was nine yeah oh i mean you've got boys i do in fact um <clears throat> my five-year-old is he's kind of like your son and he's no filter and you always know what's on his mind yeah. and he talks about everything and he has started telling us about you know a beautiful girl or that girl likes me and I'm like oh my goodness you're only five years old and so they already know that dynamic he's got moves (laughs) you're in trouble he has swagger this little (laughs) boy and he's cute like I know him he is he I I, you know he's got kid swagger (laughs) he does it's a little scary and um (laughs) 
So already we, you know, again, as with all these conversations we have here at Next Talk, we talk about it at different ages and stages. Yes. And like for our little ones, for our boys, we start with the simple things that you're probably already doing. But, you know, open the door for a lady. Mm -hmm. Um, Ladies first when we're eating or when we're doing any activity. And then we talk about when you see a woman, it's to see if they're in distress or if they need help or if you can give them directions or whatever it is that we don't stare at a woman. Yeah. And and at, at our little kids' age, they're like, because they look weird, you know, so we're still kind of on that side where they yeah. see women, but they're still kids. So it's starting with those conversations early, the simple things that define for them a baseline of respect yeah. that women are different than men. Um, and then also we have noticed with our daughter, which the dynamic being she's the youngest, that we have to do the same with her because yeah. there's girl slapping and there's all kinds of behavior out there that we see girls doing towards boys that is also very aggressive and aggressive and she is tough and so we have to have those conversations with her also it's not just one-sided yeah it's an equal thing for sure equal thing um you know i know with my boy one of the conversations that i have with him at nine was girls are not objects and you may notice them Mm -hmm. you know you may notice boobs I mean because he he has no because he's a boy yeah and we talk through that you know and I will say to him you're never to touch stare point ask for a picture of take a picture of and and for those of you listening you know you're probably thinking you know my nine-year-old doesn't have a phone Mm -hmm. I'm starting these conversations because I have a middle schooler yep and I know sharing nudes is a thing. Mm-hmm. It is a very common thing. More than you want we, to believe. We can tell you we get a lot of calls here at Next Talk about that. And so I have chosen to start that conversation very early. Now, I don't tell him that people share nudes or anything like sure. that. But I say, hey, you notice you never take a picture. You never ask for a picture. Mm-hmm. That's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Um, I you think know. we need to throw in here because people have told us before, like, well, they know that you're not supposed to take a picture of yourself or share a picture of yourself. You would think so. Not the case. It, because it's so common in their world. Mm-hmm. You know, I when we get contacted by parents, and, and they're good families, mm-hmm. great families. Yes. I mean, mom and dad, you know, g- both involved, yeah. PTA, yeah. all this stuff, mm-hmm. right? Christian families. And it's, my kid shared a nude. What do I do? How do I handle this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, our first response is, well, did you ever talk to them yeah. about not sharing nudes? No. Why would I do that? Well, they should know better. They should know better. Yeah. Okay, so in our generation, we would know better. Mm-hmm. But we, we didn't grow up with everything being recorded. Yes. Every, it is normal for you to be recorded doing whatever now. Yeah. So, so it's almost like there's this wall that's come down that you just take pictures of yourself naked. Like, mm-hmm. that's just what you, there's no boundaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm anymore so i would say anything that you're thinking to yourself well they wouldn't do that or they know better then that's the thing you need to have a conversation about about. yes Yes. don't assume don't assume that they know not to do that my husband as an administrator in a middle school says that is what he hears from kids all the time well i didn't know i didn't know i I didn't think it was a big deal i didn't i mean pornography i mean that's another example and and that pornography conversation really feeds into this me too thing sure does. because because you know the pornography often portrays men and women as objects mm-hmm. and that fuels the whole well then I can take whatever I want I can do yes. with whatever I want with people yes. and it fuels this harassment assault type culture that mm-hmm. we don't want to fuel 
When you add that sexual aspect to the anonymity or the safety of a screen, and I feel like we've reached like this peak because people are fueled by the physical, and then they are also feeling free by being able to harass or assault verbally on their phones and devices. And so it happens at a very young age and to a lot of people. And on top of that, they're desensitized because they see so much of it and it's so common. Not that it's right, not that it's should happen but it's common yeah so the yeah and so it's like normal operating procedure in their world and so unless we you know create this red flag internal alert Mm -hmm. good kids fall prey to this and so we just want you to have your guard up you know another thing we tell our boy is um you know one day you'll get to marry a girl Mm -hmm. and you get to enjoy all the beautiful parts of a female body with her permission Mm -hmm. you know that mutual respect in a marriage and giving them the goal that, you know, the God wants you to enjoy, to my son, I would say, God wants you to enjoy the female body, but he wants you to do it in the context of what he says it's okay. Mm-hmm. And just having that conversation with them. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't shame them. You know, you, yes. before I started this whole journey, you know, if one of my kids would talk about the opposite sex, I'd be like, oh, no, no, you're too young for that. Da, 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 you know, yes. and I would just write them off. Yeah. I don't do that anymore mm-hmm. because it's an opportunity to create a lot of conversation about what God says relationships, healthy, respectful relationships look like. They need to know what the end game is because yeah. they're thinking, why would God give me all these feelings and why am I feeling this way towards the opposite sex if there's no place for that, right. if there's no purpose? And so I think that that is um, a great and exciting conversation to have with your kids when it's age appropriate and when it's time. Yeah. You know, um, a great Bible verse, James 1, 14, 15, temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. Um, when you're allowed to lust at the body... Yes. And allow your mind to go wherever without any restrictions. Then we create a culture where people think it's okay to just grab a butt that they want to grab or grab whatever. And Mm -hmm. it's not okay. And, you know, I want to raise a whole generation. I want us to be the generation that says no more. You know, I don't want our kids in 30 years to have to have a social media movement because of everything that had been swept under the rug. Like, I want to stop it now. That would be amazing. And, you know, uh, we here at Next Talk believes that that happens with open communication. Intentional. Intentional, ongoing, important conversations about everything. Starts little. You know, one thing I tell my boy when we're talking about this, (laughs) I say, you know, I want you to notice a girl, her intelligence, her heart, how she treats others. I mean, yes, you have to be physically attracted to her. And mm-hmm. yes, you're, you know, that is a component of it. But I want you to notice all the inside things about her. Mm-hmm. You know, God says, look inside at the heart. Um, we talk a lot about that with friendship with our kids. We tell our kids all the time, mommy and daddy are very best friends. Yeah. Before we fell in love, we loved hanging out together and we'd go kayak. We'd talk to them about all the things that we mutually enjoyed that have nothing to do with lust 
or sex or any of those things, all the things that we love about our personalities. And we say, and that's, you know, God a lot of times will do that. He'll put someone in your life where you learn to share something lovely with them. And then he'll create this love between the two of you. And that's the best kind of relationship because you're, you know about the insides and not just the outsides. And that's long term a wonderful place to be in a marriage. Yeah. And yeah. so we want to give them this picture of what um, what we're looking for in a relationship. Well, and let's be honest, the physical appearance changes. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Mandy Majors. I mean, you know, after babies and yes. oh, nursing and... <laughs> You know, my husband taught um, sex ed classes to middle school for oh, many years. Oh, mercy. You know, the boys, one of the number one questions, they would pull them aside and they'd be like, were you still attracted to your wife after she had a baby? What? One of the In number one questions. Yes. And it shocked him at first because he thought that was so interesting. But what a great way for him to say, "Yes, I connect with her on more than just that. Yes. Well, and he also said he would l- lean down because he's really <laughs> tall. He'd lean down and he'd say, you want to know something? Believe it or not. I was even more attracted to her because I knew she was amazing. But after I saw her bring life into this world, he's like, I just thought she's a superhero. And he goes, and I just love her even more. And I'm even more attracted to her. And they're like, no way, Mr. L, no way. But it's true. And so it just, any opportunity we can pour into kids, our kids or others, about the true gift of friendship and relationship and respect within a relationship then the idea of just looking at someone and disrespecting them or, you know, is farther from their mind yeah. to treat someone that way. Well, I just want my boy to put more emphasis on a, gr- on a girl's heart yes. than her boobs and butt. Yes. Can I say that on the air? You, can, you like, said it, girl. I, I said it. I don't know if it's going to get edited or not. <laughs> I, I say you probably said boobs and butt more than anyone. I, <laughs> I, know. I think we push the boundaries here at Next Talk a little more. You know, but we got we to gotta be talking about this stuff. Because if we can't talk amongst adults about this stuff, how are we going to talk about it with our kids? I always say your friends and your spouse are your practice for getting comfortable about saying these things in front of your kids. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. If you're just now tuning in, this is Mandy and Kim on Next Talk Radio at 10 a.m. on AM 630, The Word. Next Talk Radio is listener supported. Everything we do at our nonprofit to keep kids safe online is accomplished through donations. We need your help. To support our organization, go to nexttalk.org and click on Give. Thank you to everyone who has given so far. Yes. Um, you are changing lives one conversation at a time. And if you have gotten anything out of any of these shows we would encourage you one to share it with a friend yes and also give be a part of what we're doing here this is a great way for you to help us spread the word about open communication and um, helping families to do better yes today we're talking about sexual assault and harassment and we've really talked a little bit about um, you know boys and teaching our boys respect for females and we talked a little bit about girls teaching respect for boys also Kim Mm -hmm. pointed out that that it is an equal thing that we need to do you know one thing that I really want to talk about too and this is difficult to talk about but it's something that we need to is you know boys assaulting other boys yeah we're seeing this more um you know even in Hollywood come out in the media where allegations are being thrown around Mm -hmm. about you know older actors 
trying to seduce and sexually assault young boys. Mm -hmm. And this is a thing. We have also seen national stories, sports teams, where the boys are sexually abusing other boys as part of a hazing or whatever on the sports teams. And this is a conversation that that we must have, this whole self-control thing. Yeah. Because I feel like... Because of the desensitization we're going through with social media and, and, you know, so many kids seeing pornography so early. Yes. It's almost like I can do whatever I want to anybody I want kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. And we've got to stop it. I'm glad that you said that. I think something that my eyes have been open to recently is this idea along those same lines of first exposure. And if our kids are seeing pornography or sexual acts, they we don't know what that looks like. If it's boy with boy, girl with boy, group things. And if that is the first exposure that they are seeing to something sexual and hear me on this. Their hormones may be responding, yeah. which is not something they can control. Yeah. And so they're seeing this act. They're having a physical reaction to it. Mm-hmm. And they're thinking, well, that felt good, but that's kind of weird. But then they want to reproduce that yeah. feeling. Their first exposure to something may be a really terrible thing. Right. But they are reproducing it because they have a positive reaction to it. And there's no one there explaining that that's a chemical thing. That that's not necessarily what they should be doing or the way that they should be having a sexual relationship. And this is why it is so important to start so early talking to your kids when they're two and three about if you see something online that makes you uncomfortable or it's new New. or it's different Mm -hmm. or it's something you've never envisioned before. Like you need to come talk to me about it so you can help them process that. Exactly. Start that so early because... If you hand them a phone at 13 or 14 or whatever, and you've never had any conversations, and then all of a sudden they have everything coming at them, it's just too much for them. And then we have a situation where kids could be abusing other kids or because, again, the self-control that has not been taught. Mm -hmm. And then they're just seeing the objectification of people on a screen like like it's not a real person it's i can do whatever i want there aren't feelings involved Mm -hmm. there aren't consequences Mm -hmm. exactly um you know the in my book the national center of victims of crime say experts agree that the 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 problem of sexual abuse is greater than what's actually reported but this Mm. is what's actually reported one in five girls and one in 20 boys is a victim of sexual abuse Get this, children are most vulnerable between the ages of 7 and 13. Mm. And I just want to point out again, and I say this in my book, that is the time frame that most kids are getting their first phone. And for me, that is the time frame that I stopped talking because I felt like I covered a lot. And I, I was just totally blindsided. I thought, you know, when they turn a teenager, that's when I really need to start talking about sex or whatever. I need to be started talking about way earlier. Yes. And so that age frame is just sometimes we just let our guard down, Mm -hmm. especially that seven to 10. I feel like that on the bottom end of that, Mm -hmm. we just, for me, I took my hand off the steering wheel. It's so easy to do because they're still so young and sweet and they're still kids. And you think, 
they're not really seeing or doing anything. And I will tell you, it has been so hard for me the last few weeks. I feel like I have, because I have a second grader. Yeah. And so uh, we have a lot of friends in that age range, Mm -hmm. first, second, third. I feel like almost every day I'm hearing from a mom their kid and they're like I just didn't think I just didn't think that you know I know you talk about this Kim but I just didn't think it would happen it's a vulnerable age that age is just so hard and so that's when we need to really hold tight to the steering wheel and really be engaged and really get in there with these conversations I think honestly that first grade to fourth grade I mean is such an important time to build a foundation of conversation because fourth on up you're going to daily be hit by something and you got to already have them in the habit of coming home and talking through it with you Mm -hmm. and so use those little things as training grounds and sometimes they're big things even Mm -hmm. during that age frame and as we always say i just love to throw this out because we don't know when or where you're at if your kids are older you've got an eighth grader a high schooler even you know whatever and you this is the first time you're hearing this concept of having these kind of conversations with them it's never too late it's never too late to just dig in there and start talking with your kids god can mend any relationship he can build any relationship he can create open communication in your family it just often takes us looking in the mirror trying Mm -hmm. to figure out okay why don't my kids talk to me I know for me I wasn't a good listener and God had to point that out to me before he would going to change everything in my family Mm -hmm. and so just being in tune to that being humble being willing to be like okay why don't my kids talk to me you know and that's a hard process and it's a continual process like I'm still learning things I'm doing wrong this week I was like man I am not I'm doing too much I need to take my foot off of the gas pedal so that I have more time for just easy conversation. Yeah. So let's talk about easy conversation. Like, what does this look like? How do you prepare your kids for sexual abuse? Mm -hmm. You know, when my kids were little and I was actually giving them a bath, I was very intentional about saying nobody touches your private parts, you Mm -hmm. know, as I'm washing them or whatever, unless you're at the doctor with me or I'm washing you, that's okay. Or medicine, you know, any kind of something like that. But otherwise, nobody gets to touch your private parts. They're your private parts kind of thing you know until you're married and then you get to allow your spouse to do that um but another thing is you know once I stopped giving them a bath Mm -hmm. I kind of stopped having that conversation yeah again seven to thirteen missing the window yeah So you just have to continually remind. And so now, you know, when we have our annual exams and they go in and I'm with them, I have that conversation. It's like it's like my reminder reminder. now. Mm -hmm. It's my reminder as we're leaving the doctor. Okay, that was okay because she was a doctor. Mm -hmm. But if that was a coach or a teacher or a pastor or a a family member Mm -hmm. or a friend Mm -hmm. or a neighbor, whatever, that would not be okay. And like we have that conversation, just a reminder, like checkup, checkup conversation Checkup for the checkup. Yeah. Um, If your kid ever claims that someone has sexually abused them or touched them or has been inappropriate with them, always believe your child. It is not worth it not to believe your child. You go to the doctor immediately immediately. get them checked up. Yeah, don't question it. Mm -mm. Even if it seems so far-fetched and you just can't wrap your mind around it, if your kid is telling you somebody touched them, get them to a doctor. And always listen when your kid's uncomfortable about someone touching them. Like even just normal touch. Like hugs. Yes. Don't make your kid give hugs to adults when they don't want to. I heard, um, I think it was like Reba McIntyre or someone like that on a show, like randomly on Oprah 100 years ago. And she said she didn't learn till she was an adult that it was okay to say no to hugs and touching and things like that. And she said that. And I thought... 
as I was raising my kids, I thought I need to give them that option, you know, because a lot of times we'll say hug your someone or hug that person and they may be uncomfortable with that. And we want them to be okay with saying no to that and having their own personal space and boundaries. Yeah. So I always say high fives or hugs, your choice, you know, whatever. And so give them the opportunity. Well, and I love that, Kim. I love that you brought that up. The other thing is teaching them to say no to adults and kids. Yes. And so, you know, this is this is something that we live in a culture that's always like be kind and love everyone. And yeah. that all those are great things yes. because those are the anti-bullying message that we definitely want to say. But sometimes we take it so far extreme that our kids don't they don't feel like they can ever say no. Yes. And so we need to teach our kids early to be able to say no in a polite way. What do I mean by that? So for example, if my kids are going to a sleepover, which we are limited in where we allow sleepovers, but if they are, you know, I will say, I used to say, make sure you listen to the adults and that's all I said to them. Mm. I don't do that anymore. Smart. Because now I hear stories Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. And so now I will say, listen to the adults unless they ask you to do something ungodly or immoral or wrong. Yes. And then I need you to text me and you politely tell them no. And if it takes you hitting them to get away from them, you absolutely can. That's very good. Yeah. You know, just giving them that option so that they don't feel like they have to submit to everything an adult says to do. Yes, that's so true. I think, you know, what we're trying to say here is start early with these family norms, like having these conversations that ingrain in them where the boundaries are with their body. Um, also with how they can treat others. Mm-hmm. Teaching respect at a young age for both girls and boys for others is imperative so that it is already in their heart and mind when they get to the age when it starts happening. For our wrap-up segment today, let's remember, one, we want to raise a generation of boys who see intelligent and heart in women more than physical attributes. Two, we want to raise a generation of kids who know how to exercise self-control and mm-hmm. healthy boundaries. And three, Talk early and often about sexual abuse. Teach your kids how to say no. Always believe your child. Thank you so much for joining us on Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim. Every Saturday at 10 a.m. on AM 630, The Word. You are not alone trying to figure out how to parent in this digital world. We're here with practical solutions to help you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find videos and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Next Talk.